hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. It could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. second just up this volume a little bit all right uh i'm gonna do one thing to my webcam because it's acting a little slow but while i do that welcome everybody to another episode of mission star podcast i am your host anthony Bionis. uh i'm here uh to dish out the news on a weekly basis and as we draw closer and closer to e3 the bigger the news that will come the the more minutes we will talk about actually um and i'll say this before we get into it uh i definitely am planning to have a uh i guess to be its own piece via audio and video of um uh of predictions for every press conference uh before e3 hits so uh that will come soon i want to say after fanime probably after fanime um but uh, with me to talk about such news as E3 and other things containing up to the uh, to the big event, will be no other than uh, the God Himself, Greg Dietz. The God, like what? I'm confused what that means exactly. Because the light behind you. Oh, because of Jesus. Yes. Because of Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, Greg's gonna be Jesus for a bit during his podcast. So. Well, as long as, I mean, I think the sun will go down progressively as we do the podcast. So. I need to take a time. I need to take time, and move this whole fucking thing over here again. I don't know why I have it. Well, I know why I have it in there. It's the whole thing. The whole thing in my room. Whatever. I'll get it worked out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Everyone, calm down. I'll get it worked out. For audio listeners, you don't have to worry about looking that great because uh, in his Jesus-like uh, cam. So, <laughs> but you will hear his voice loud and loud and clear uh and with that i think it's time to get right into the news and let me go ahead and stop that for a second do that boom 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 all right so our first topic of the day is a transition transition here all right so this came out today um, as I was wrapping up uh, some news stories to talk about, and this one, um, pretty big one. This is off of Kotaku.com, written by Jason Schreier. U.S. Senator introduces bill to ban loot boxes and pay-to-win microtransactions. 
Senator Josh Haley, Republican, today announced a bill that would ban loot boxes and pay-to-win microtransactions in, quote, games played by minors, unquote. A broad label that the senator says will include both game uh, both games designed for kids under 18 and games, quote, whose developers knowingly allow minor players to engage in microtransactions, unquote. Haley will introduce the bill, uh, quote, the, protect, the Protecting the Children from Abusive Gamers Act, unquote, to the U.S. Senate soon. In press materials coming the bill, or announcing the bill, Haley's team brought up the Activision game Candy Crush as an egregious example of pay-to-win microtransactions, thanks to its $150 uh, Lucius bundle that came with the whole bunch of goodies. The bill will also be likely to apply to a host of online games that feature loot boxes and other ways in which players can spend money for real benefits. An update to the story, the ESA did respond, saying, quote, Numerous countries, in, uh, including Ireland, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom, determined that loot boxes do not constitute gambling, or constitute gambling. We look forward to sharing with the senator the tools and information that the industry already provides that keeps the control of in-game spending in parents' hands. Parents already have the ability to limit or prohibit in-game purchases with easy-to-use parental controls. So, um uh let me just say i mean first off i don't appreciate you showing battlefront 2 fucking footage but that's fine oh um <laughs> i was, i mean like I, it, it was last minute i actually you know you know what's funny anthony i don't even think this is battlefield 2 this is all battlefield 1 oh it is it's just battlefront 1 oops okay well you 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 you, you, you get the picture i'm trying to go for <laughs> um Oh shit, that's funny. Um, no, I think uh, first off, for, first and foremost, uh, is it cool if I send Raman the Google Hangout link to get him in here? Uh sure. I mean, I, I just can't okay. fit him into the screen. That's, but you know what? He'll, he'll have to deal. All right. Um, I think when he talks, it'll pop up on my end. But whatever. Yeah. All right, Raman. Um, okay, so my my like initial thoughts on the whole thing are that. It's Jesus Christ. Hang on a second. Yeah, or I'll, I'll I'll talk and you do that while you're doing that. Uh, so when I read the re- when I read the article and when I um my my initial gut reaction to this news story is that uh, unfortunately because of how our government is at is right now the way the way it is the the administration that is under it um, the the old the old man the old the old group people thinking of uh what they're thinking of how games work or how it's affecting kids and these are the same group of people who don't know how the internet works i do think that this bill will be pushed through and i think that it will be, will pass and it's because well, in yeah ESA can again, be- again there's, there's the big argument anthony that's this is the point i was trying to this is what i was going to say is like the big argument I've had, the big argument about it overall, is what constitutes gambling. And loot boxes are not gambling. Because mm-hmm. to me, gambling is you have the ability to straight up lose, where you get nothing. And I have never played a game where a loot box gave you nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, do I, am I okay with a... First off, first and foremost, I'm going to go with the David Jaffe angle on this. We cannot allow the government to control what happens in video games period 
this is where problems come in and this is where government interaction should not be a thing to me video games are an or an art an art and a capitalistic idea they're they're designed in such a way that gets players to want to play them but on top of that they they're made they're made to sell product if the government sticks their hand into that now we get regulations on all sorts of shit, and loot boxes is, is, is just the fucking tiny snowball that turns into a fucking avalanche. You're not wrong. We've, we've, uh, the ESA was purposely made to avoid the government in the first place, um, because the government kind of put out ultimatums like, hey, either change or we'll change for you. And, uh, it, times are, times are changing, uh, funny enough. Um, and I agree we shouldn't have government involved in, in our games, in the game industry, because it could lead to much bigger things. Um, and as far as this bill, as far as, like, this in regards to, you know, the definition of a microtransaction or loot box, that is what I'm very curious as far as, like, what they deem to be uh, gambling, per se. Um, and we'll probably find, we'll probably see game companies either... Do well, two you things. Had a part there. You had a part at the end there, and I'm not, I don't remember who it was because I was trying to do this. Uh, somebody said that loot boxes are not gambling. Oh, that was uh, the ESA. They were saying that there was multiple uh, countries um, that uh, have said that loot boxes do not constitute gambling. Um, and they're looking yeah, to share okay, tools yeah. and whatnot to explain that to the senator. I mean, we could, you could argue until you're blue in the face, and I might even agree with you that loot boxes and some of them, not all of them, are predatory. Um, that they they do things to entice children, young adults, grown men, grown women, to purchase their in app or their in 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 game purchases. I didn't want to say fucking purchase in-game purchases, but here mm -hmm, we are. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> bad, like, it'd be bad writing, but... Um, I... Uh, my, my issue at hand is that... Uh, to me... Every adult has the responsibility of spending the money that they went... The way, the way they want to spend it. If you were going to allow your children to play games on consoles that you own, lock that shit. Make sure they aren't spending their money willy-nilly on there or your money willy-nilly. And if they are, that's on the parent. It should not be on the game developer. It should not be on anybody else but the parent. Plain and simple. It pisses me off that, that the government's like, well... Children are, are spending in-app purchases and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, 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 no. I have plenty of friends with kids who responsibly block that shit so it doesn't happen. And if that's your argument, you're just a shitty parent. Or you know shitty parents. Yeah. And it's and they're taking that uh, think of the children argument, which has been a tiring thing for so many years, and there's been so many studies that has proven again and again that these 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 people who think that are, are wrong. Um, and my, the thing is, though, is as I said before, I think you know, and this is my prediction. This is what I think what may happen is like it will it will pass because of that 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 
thinking from that center and the people there who are in Congress don't know what the internet is or how it works. Um, we'll, we'll go to that essentially. I sincerely hope you're incorrect on that, Anthony. Like I fucking hope, hope to God you're incorrect on that. I mean, first, and, first and foremost, it's going to take years for anything to fucking. Oh, absolutely, happen. absolutely. Um, but the other thing that that's going to be important is there's going to be a lot of like rigmarole with it too because there's going to be a lot of people coming in saying like it's not gambling and i can prove to you it's not gambling um it might be predatory but so are fucking gotcha machines and claw machines um as i pointed out to you before uh man i just it just every time this fucking topic gets brought up i get more and more irritated by it mm-hmm I get more and more frustrated. It's like, you've never played a game where uh, obviously, like, if, 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 if there's items in the game that can affect gameplay and you can get those also in loot boxes, then yeah, I'm against that shit. Like, I never fucking defended Battlefront 2's bullshit with that. But what I did defend was I was like, eh, those fucking, those cards didn't really matter. Um, they didn't really affect gameplay that much. But they affected gameplay enough for it to be a problem. Um, so I'm okay with the idea of getting, like, banning those. Uh, but I mean, again, that turns into that whole, like, snowball effect. Like, where does it end, right. sort of? Um, and, I'll, and I'll finish this with this thing I was kind of saying earlier of, like, what I think if this, the, say, it happens. Say I went through. Uh, I can think of two things that result from this. One, um, either game companies are still going to make some way a loophole into their games, loot boxes, or microtransactions to make it work, um, so to just not uh, break the, the the bill, the the law. Or the other thing I'm thinking of is that um, game companies, publishers are going to just like stop altogether. Just anything, any, any mention, anything new boxes, they will stop because of, of this. If it does pass through the bill, I mean, to, to be fair, you're seeing you're seeing more of a, uh, of a of a of a halting in that. Regardless, more and more games are doing less and less in terms of like purchasable loot boxes. Yeah, um, but it's it's really only the only games doing it nowadays are the uh, uh, games as a service ones. It's true. It's very true. Speaking of. Uh... Microsoft actions and, uh, and, and and such. Um, so, this next topic is is about Randy Pitchford and his latest ongoings uh, of what he's been doing. Hello, hey, hey Rob. Hello. Hi. Yeah, we, we got a new friend. Yeah. Uh, hello. Hey, Robin. Welcome to Hi. the sh- welcome to the show. It's been quite some time. <laughs> it's been a long, long time. Yes. <laughs> And you're gonna you're gonna talk here because I'm gonna say this this, this <clears throat> article. So listen while I talk. Um, <laughs> so this comes straight out of GamesRadar.com, written by Connor Shredden. Borderlands 3 microtransactions are coming, but they won't be pay to win. The Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal was exciting. We picked out 23 things worth geeking out about in our Borderlands 3 preview, and you couldn't tell that Gearbox. Uh, boss Randy Pitchford was excited too. 
maybe a little too excited as that he said uh, about Borderlands 3 microtransactions not existing is untrue by all uh, by all but the most narrow definitions. Quote, we're going to we're going to do some kick-ass campaign DLC pitch for announced on stage. Quote, and I'm sure we're going to do all kinds of fun customizations like heads and skins, but we're not going to do any of the free-to-play junk. That's not going to be any microtransactions. Uh, that's not going to be. Uh, there's not going to be any of that nonsense. Borderlands 3 creative director Paul Sage clarified in an interview with PC Gamer that there will, in fact, be some of that nonsense, but probably not the kind you're dreading. Rather than paying for loot boxes full of powerful gear, players will be able to buy cosmetic items like skins, heads, and auxiliary equipment. Borderlands 3 will receive the usual assortment of post-launch campaign expansion DLC, just in case, just in case you classify that as a microtransaction. Too modern minigame terminology is weird. So, uh, so I, want, I want to point something out before we continue on with this thread. The microtransactions, quote unquote, in Borderlands 3 are going to be no different than the ones that are in Borderlands 2, or the pre-sequel. Mm -hmm. Now, if you didn't play Borderlands 2 or the pre-sequel, the way that the those work is that you can buy, um, I don't remember what the fucking keys are called, but you can buy these keys, these golden Shift keys. keys, yeah. Shift keys, thank you. Yeah. You can buy shift keys to open up a chest to get skins and stuff. Now, you can earn skins via the game re regularly, like you don't have to do that. And they give away these shift keys all the goddamn time on social media. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I literally have never bought a fucking shift key and I have a shit ton of skins because of the way that it's handled. Mm -hmm. um, now, to clarify, the type of microtransaction that Randy Pitchford is talking about are the two, three, four dollar little little transit like uh, microtransactions you can get in other games. Um, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, and the thing I wanted to bring up was not only this, but just Randy Pitchford himself recently just. Um, his his instant response because this was this is a an article that was um, also posted by Game Informer. Although given Game Informer had a bit more of a clickbaity title when they posted their article regarding it, and yeah. Randy kind of took that personal. Yeah, genuinely hated that article. And Randy took it pretty <laughs> personal and just started calling them out on Twitter. Um, had this uh, had this. Uh, this online internet rage between uh, him and Game Informer, um, and yeah, like like that aside from him arguing with the voice at Claptrap. Yeah, that was another <laughs> issue recently as well. That's been a lot. That's actually been a, a thing for a hot minute. Like they yeah, yeah, but they're 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 at it again. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. So I don't know. I think, I mean, I I think he 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 misspoke. Oh well, people are in, in interpreting it like wrong. You know, Here's, like then with that the article coming out, it's just like, also, also, right, so he's trying to defend himself. I wouldn't say he misspoke as much as he spoke in what he thought was was accurate. Um, yeah, what I mean by that is he he thought he was saying you know the microtransactions he was talking about were different than what everyone else thinks about. That's where the problem lies. So I I don't think it was a misspoke or misspeak as much as it was just a misunderstanding. Yeah, and yeah. and I feel mm -hmm. like and because he felt like he he took it personally, he went zero to sixty just like that's Randy for you. Yeah, yeah, and, that, just, that just sounds like he that that's just the type of guy he is. Yeah, at the same time though, you are one of the bosses or the boss of of uh, Gearbox, 
and you're I, and you're making and you're agree with. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like you first off, I would say, you know, Randy, please stop tweeting. Just let a PR person handle it and just silently do your issues um, off the internet <laughs> because you're, you're you're taking away the the focus of what Borderlands Three and what everybody's excited about from that to what what you're tweeting about and what and what your what, what your issues are publicly, um, which makes you look bad and here's, Gearbox bad. <laughs> yeah, here's the funniest part to me, Anthony. We all know Borderlands Three is going to be fucking awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, the shit they showed on May on May first, with like half the other shit that like devs have talked about, mm-hmm. with the content we've seen just in the trailer, like we know it's going to be badass. But yeah. holy shit, I've never seen a game that we know is going to be badass that's hyped as fuck have this much goddamn controversy around it. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's almost anthem level of fucking controversy. Which is we- which is weird. It's like the opposite. <laughs> it's no, like- but even even then though, like what the, the the controversy is coming from somebody who doesn't know when to shut up. You well, know what I mean? It's it's. I would say the. You know what I mean? From him per se, it was the fact that, um, you know, the game is going to be exclusive to to Epic. Yeah, certain. yeah, that that's also a thing too. Yeah. Uh, now I would argue that you know you, he added to the controversy by not shutting the fuck up mm-hmm. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like every fucking time this game's brought up, there's something new the internet just loses their goddamn mind over. Yeah. And the thing that drives me fucking nuts is it's like it being on the Epic Store is not a problem. People like to make mm-hmm. it a problem because they don't like the Epic Store for some stupid ass fucking reason. Uh, which yeah. which have been all pointed out to be fucking false. Um, or the reasons why, I should say, that they hate it. Um, the uh, the microtransaction comment. Like, look into what it is first. Which Game Informer did not do. Game Informer mm-hmm. pulled a full-on fucking uh, 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 Jim Sterling on that shit. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's the whole situation to me, and we talked about this in the pre-show... Of how all these comic book fans knew that, you know, not to trust Mysterio, but that a clip is shown of him saying that the MCU is the 616 universe and everyone losing their goddamn minds when they have read the comics. Yeah. Um, it's the same situation. It's like the the Game Informer article was making a, a mountain out of a molehill on the on the fucking microtransactions angle. <clears throat> and and Randy was like, I'm hurt. I've trusted yeah. Well, I mean, like, like even absolutely should I? I'm not in in Randy's camp of like fighting that guy because it was not worth. It. Yeah. Well, even then, like, like, um, have you thought about maybe the fact of like, okay, he's from, like, he's been doing games for like a very, very long time, right? right. And uh, like you said, like going through like Borderlands Two, like that wasn't considered a micro transaction back then. It was DLC. You know, so maybe it's just like, okay, well, in his mind, it's like, okay, well, now microtransaction basically means DLC. And he put it out. He he said that, but meaning like DLC type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, he's not caught up with the like times. Maybe like a little bit of that. Uh, it's possible, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much stake into that just because, um, you know, what with what he had to deal with with Battleborn. I think oh, yeah. changed the look on that shit big time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I forgot about Battleborn. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, but I also think that Battleborn is the reason that he's so defensive on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Not, not uh, shit on Battleborn. Yeah. And not to mm-hmm. mention, like, Gearbox themselves have has been through um, the ringer as of late, and it seems like the recent releases of whatever games they've worked on, they've worked on have not done well for them. So there's a uh, there's a feeling that Borderlands 3 is kind of their last hope, essentially. Um, that hopefully this will steer them in the right direction, gain them profit, and put them put the gearbox back on good graces with everybody. So yeah, you could definitely see that Vandy's a bit on edge, and you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, that's perfectly like understandable. You know, like given the the mm-hmm. history of the games that have came out from them. In the past few years yeah i mean I, I will say this the one thing that i think a lot of people need to take away from this whole situation um at least my takeaway is that gearbox has been very adamant about no such thing as crunch for this game mm-hmm. um, that they uh it took seven years for this game to come out because they were making sure that you know their employees were well taken care of yeah so, uh, I mean, like even even from like from like the stuff that we were shown, it looks like you could pick up and play it tomorrow. Like it looks so good. Absolutely, yeah. yeah the game looks yeah. great. We're all excited for it. Um, yeah. There, yeah, it's just there's a lot of, namely thanks to Randy, but <laughs> there's there's a lot of controversy around it one way or the other. Um, so. Yeah, well, I mean, even then, it's like you know, uh, yeah, like it probably doesn't look good like overall, but you know. I, like like there's there, there's no such thing as bad publicity yes exactly uh there's something there's two things i want to point out real quick that about this whole scenario um the uh damn it i had it in my head we were just fucking mentioning it a second ago uh oh that's what it was we live in a in a news cycle of like every little thing is a big deal and I think that's something that is going to be a problem with high-profile games from here on out. Um, That's nothing. This is a fucking majorly high-profile game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, like, I I expect the next big game for this to be another thing. Especially, you know... I don't know if we're we're getting another one on this kind of scale, like, for a while... But like, oh, Destiny Three is coming out. Watch all this shit happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, I just think it's just, it's, it's just blown up so much, just because, like I have said before, he doesn't. It's this high-profile guy who's yeah. shooting off at the mouth, you know, and then he's already got. What it wasn't there like a, a, a lawsuit against him from the Woods yeah? I, I think that's still going on. He's got another lawsuit so, against him, a, a, like so, a former so, employer suing him for millions or stealing money from him. Yeah, so I mean, I I just think it's it's blowing up a lot more because he's known to freak out. He's freaked out before, and here we are again in the same position in a way. When you look at freaking what he's- out. <laughs> freaking out over he 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 just cares a lot about his fucking yeah life. yeah i i i yeah That's i definitely get that yeah i don't know it it is what it is my my word of advice to anyone who listens to this podcast ignore the fucking media cycle about the game the microtransactions are not a big deal in any way shape or form 
They're not going to affect the gameplay in any way, shape, or form. They never have. They never will. Uh, yeah. And uh, just don't like pay close attention to what Randy says. Like he's just the CEO of the company. He didn't. He didn't fucking develop shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Well, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I'm pretty sure at some point of his life he did develop shit. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think I, I I think actually it's it's kind of cool in a way to see a somebody who's in that actual position be so passionate about a product that's coming out. How often do we hear from the CEO of whatever game that's coming out, and you know, just be like, "Oh, hey, like it's coming out." I'm like retweet everything, but I'm not actually going to engage with my audience or engage with social so, social media whatsoever. At least he's being like, "No, I'm going to defend my product because I believe in it, and I want it to be awesome. It's going to be awesome." I understand the subtle. I, I, I just want to point out this as well. Imagine being that passionate about a product, and it's announced that it's going to be exclusive to Epic for six months. Which, again, fucking stupid that people are mad about it. Yeah. Uh, well, even then, though, like that—that that only affects PC players. It and it barely yeah. affects PC players because yeah, barely does it barely affect them. Um, but the, the thing is, is imagine being this passionate and excited about a, a game that's coming out, a franchise that has been well this well-loved, and then having everyone on Twitter, every time you talk about the game at all, just going, what about Epic? What about Epic? Because let's be honest, that's all Twitter is, is negativity. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, like, oh, I'll, I'll buy the game in April, blah, 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 blah. It's like, like you have to, at a point, understand where his vitriol is coming from. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, but this... yeah, no. I mean, I, 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 I completely get like where he's he's coming from. Like, I, I don't look down upon him, or you know, his company. Like, I could say maybe to be a little bit more reserved with things, but overall, I don't think he's in the wrong. Yeah, but at the same time, there are ways to voice your your thoughts in a more professional mm -hmm. manner. Yeah, yeah, definitely a way of handling issues and, and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So, and I agree with that. <laughs> yeah yeah I restart that okay so this was in regards to the riot walkout that happened this past week or last week i should say at this point um 150 employees walked out um and here's the full article thanks to kotaku.com written by celsia uh i'm gonna mispronounce your last name i'm sorry uh celsia the anuncio and nathan grayson um over 150 discounted Riot Games employees walked out of the League of Legends publisher's offices in Los Angeles today to protest the company's stance on forced occupation. Uh, uh, force uh, arbitration? Yeah, I think I'm. Arbitration, right? I don't. I don't know what word you're looking at, so I can't really. Okay. Um. Arbitration. A R B I T R A T I O N. Arbitration, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, standing in a parking lot on Riot's uh, campus, employees held picket signs and gave uh, impassioned speeches. Quote We are asking that force arbitration, uh, <laughs> I cannot say that word, arbitration. Uh, be ended for all past, current, and future Riot employees, including contractors and in current litigation, uh, said Joyce Monahan, a social listening strategist at Riot, in an interview with Kotaku. Standing in front of a sign uh, reading Rioters Unplugged, a play on Rioters Internal Riot Unplugged, meetings uh, 
uh, Monaghan would later tell her, uh, her, her assembled colleagues through a, mic a megaphone, uh, asking to feel safe does not make you entitled. Uh, Monaghan had one major point she hoped to get across her, uh, to her colleagues, even those who, clo who chose to stay in their desks and continue working. We are, we are that make, uh, we are what makes Rye uh, great. I want us to feel solidarity and connection with each other. I want us to feel connected. I want us to feel like our voices are heard and heard in a way that matters. Colleagues took turns speaking through the megaphone and with several admitting that they were scared to participate and labeled anti-riot, said one. I was worried I was like, what if I go and nobody shows up? I'm a little stressed, worried about that now. Others are showing their support with the hashtag riot walkout hashtag, which hundreds have been tweeted about. So this was uh, this happened uh, this past week, and uh, uh, 150 uh, employees of riots went out in, in in protest and walked out and gave their passionate speeches, saying that the company needs to change um, in order for working conditions to improve. Uh, every day, every day, we are getting closer and closer to that fucking developer union. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I really hope that that, that becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, oh, we're, go, so we're, we're, we're it's coming to ahead. light now. Sorry, say again. It's so sad to me that it's coming to light now. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, we've when we talked on, on this podcast before, like we have we have seen and heard about. Um, definitely about uh stories like these and like they just never came out to the light of day um in fear of losing their job or in fear of like of, of anything else wise um yeah. so it's good that we're getting these news stories or we're getting people kind of coming out more and more which is good um, yeah and we need more of that and you know part of it is like we just and, and you know part of it is also us discussing it and other people discussing it out in the open so that we can have this conversation it's like hey we should have a union you know why has it been union for so long and yada yada yeah. yada yeah well, i mean like every single like few months now we're hearing stories about crazy crunch times and all of these different things that are, are are coming out and then it's been in the industry for a long time like you said nobody's been speaking up and now they are and that's good and i would hope that it goes to some sort of like union for these 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 devs you know like like yeah there's there's ideas but these devs they they build these worlds and these things that we love and enjoy and are talking about right now yeah and this is something that has been again brought up recently like not only has it been right um we uh recently there's some people devs another uh, realm that's been speaking out recently uh people come in out of um uh who who used to work or worked at uh rockstar games when they were working on red dead like there the, the stories keeps coming out and it's definitely a good thing that more and more this is, is coming out um i mean i don't know if you remember but back when uh that uh, it was a K-pop music video with all the fucking yeah four lead characters. Mm -hmm. One of the developers who made one of those four characters, like he de he developed it and all this kind of stuff, was laid off uh, right after developing it. Mm. And he wow. was very public about how how bad Riot is with their employees and how much they how little shit they give. They were like, "Hey, thanks for making this. 
peace out, motherfucker. And he was trying to make that as crystal fucking clear on Twitter as he could that Riot is not a good company. And it, it, it both excites him and saddens him that, that this character was being used in this way. Because, like, it's great. But it's like, could you imagine making something and then immediately being told that it's not yours? Yeah, it's not yours anymore. Yeah. Um, well, I don't even... That, like, all the shit he dealt with at Epic. It was just like, th- this is... Epic or Riot? I'm sorry, I, I don't know why I keep saying Epic. I'm gonna say Riot. My bad. My bad, Epic. Even though Epic, hey, you're not off the fucking hook. Yeah, just <laughs> the Fortnite uh, stories coming out too. So, <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, he was very vocal about how bad Riot is with their with their employees, and everyone was just kind of like. Oh, that's shitty. Hey, this music video is really fucking cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I did not watch that music video. I know that I'm pretty sure it, it looked cool. And I, because at the time when that came out, it was like, you know, I would watch it. But at the same time, I kind of don't want to support Riot right now because they've. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I, so, so here's, here's an, a conversation you and I have had, Anthony, in the past about supporting these games. Support the games because you're supporting the devs when you support these games. Straight up, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yes, it absolutely sucks on every fucking level that the that devs have to deal with this shit. But when you don't support the game, let's say a bunch of people go, we're not going to play uh, League of Legends or spend any money in that game anymore. What happens to those devs? They, they lose their jobs. It will... Should yeah, but... Sword. But uh, I mean, it's kind of like, all right, like, you know, like, like voting with your, your wallet. Like if people aren't happy with this, with, you know, with what they're, they're doing and they're stopping revenue going in, that is going to be the, the, the really, really it's a double big thing that higher ups are going to see, but okay, we're losing money because of this. We need to make a change. We need to do something. We're not getting our money, but if they're still getting their money, like, okay, yeah, like, Fuck it. We can just go and hire whoever else if they don't want to do their job. We're still getting money. Whatever. It's a double-edged sword. I'm just pointing out. I'm just pointing out. By you going and saying to the extent, I'm not going to play Fortnite. I'm not going to play Anthem. I'm not going to play League of Legends when you want to because you don't want support to the, support the company. At the end of the day, it hurt. it's hurting the devs. Now, there is a way to... Put pressure on the company. There is a way to do this. And that is support the devs. And I'm not just talking about playing the fucking game. I'm talking about going to the extent of helping on social media primarily, like, expose the fucking walkout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. People coming out and saying this shit. Because that's put, that puts pressure on the, on the, the publisher. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, like, especially with how powerful, like, social media has been. I mean, you know, even like, just like a, recently. A lot of the time, Raman, a lot of the fucking time, voting with your wallet does nothing. Mm. Because at the end of the day, the, the publishers look at stocks. Mm-hmm. They don't look at how much money the game is making right away because it could make money later. It could make money um, in different hands, in different ways. The way that games for services work nowadays, it just it's just unfortunate that that's the way that it is. Um, now, if we were talking about the company, you know, the, the, the development company that made uh, God of War or Spider-Man, 
it'd be a different story because they're single player games. They're not, you know, they're not, uh, they're not, uh, uh games of service situations, but this is, mm-hmm. and this has to be treated differently than how you would treat that. If a single player game comes out and it's garbage, vote with your wallet. Sure. But this, this does, it doesn't work like that for these games. So mm-hmm. that, that's my point. And, and it's, there are plenty of articles and, and people way the fuck smarter than me kind of expressing and explaining why voting with your wallet doesn't work in scenarios like this. Um, and I would definitely like recommend seeking those out. But also at the end of the day, uh, deciding to not play League of Legends or Fortnite or Anthem or any other company that's causing crunch and i and, and to speak on the other side if i was somebody as a ceo and i was a company and people were still buying the game even though in light of the controversy then i would say hey we're still making money um there, there's a controversy going on but like we're still making money so i don't see no issue here and that's if what they would see situation anthony of of if you can convince investors to not invest in the company post game release, that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if, for example, something like this, <laughs> this big ass protest, and it gets a ton of traction and a shit ton of people are talking about it, and it's putting more and more pressure on those on on those publishers, on the on the higher upset at Riot, then we could see a huge dip in uh uh investors a huge dip in that money and if that huge dip comes that will be what forces their hand that or union and Mm. and i think that one and think the biggest thing is is these devs um and you know not all not all because for you know for some devs they you know as they stated in the article like they're afraid they might lose, lose their job or uh or worse um like I, I really hope that more devs come out more and more, so that we can have see the people that are tweeting uh, on Twitter and like saying like, "Hey, I used to work at this company," or "Hey, I work here and it's shitty." Um, that yeah. people will, will gain support with them in yeah. that way. And we can- A lot of devs are are not even um, like full on employees. They're contracted mm-hmm. for a short period of time. And they're constantly promised, you know, full time with benefits, all this stuff that never fucking happens. Yeah. 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 Yep. So like, yeah. there's a big problem. There's a big problem. And I just don't think that not playing the games is the solution to that. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the situation. So. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's going back to the fact of like these devs, there needs to be a, a union for them. Yeah, you know, going yeah. like a union route that way they they they're they're protected and they have their rights and they're entitled to something for all these hours and years spent on a project or multiple projects. Yeah. Okay. Like I, when the game dev company comes and and it happens, like I'm okay with spending eight years waiting for a game. I don't care. Like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, same I agree. Agree. Here. And and the direction we're we're kind of the way it is going right now like it looks like we're getting we're getting closer to the idea dream of, of having a union for for game devs um but we're still also very far away but we got to keep talking about it on this podcast yeah. and elsewhere on the internet that's, that's my problem like there was a little cartoon that i saw the other day that i thought was brilliant it was uh the first panel showed a whole group of of people and it says um 
we're gamers and we want one thing. And it showed the second panel was a guy like, uh, standards like, yeah. And, and the third panel was, uh, uh, you know, we want develop, we want game dev rights and a game dev union to protect game developers from blah, 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 blah. And the last panel it showed like him alone running towards it while the huge group was just like, we don't like Epic for arbitrary reasons. It was shit like that. Like it was, it was really fucking funny because it's, it's true. It's so fucking true nowadays that gamers in general will will cause a fucking no pun intended riot um for stupid shit that doesn't matter where the the cost of of human i don't say suffering but it's fucking damn near it mm-hmm. uh, it's far more important to me than than any game i'm gonna play yeah agreed yeah <sighs> Yeah, it just be gamers and people just need to know more. They need to be more informed of how a game is developed and that there are people people behind it that make them. So, yeah. um, all right, transition. A good thing that my "Why You're Wrong" segment is going to be nice and short. Oh, awesome! <laughs> <laughs> Transitioning into our next topic at hand, and this would be a short one too, uh, but. Uh, we recently had uh, we actually on this podcast talk about uh, the current or current games that were going to be uh, nominated to be in the uh, Hall of Fame. Um, we listed off a number of uh, of games and series that uh, could make it in. Uh, so we got an update to that. Uh, this comes out of PBS.org, written by oh, just say arts. Okay, there's no okay by the Associated Press. Mortal Kombat, inducted to the Video Game Hall of Fame. Mortal Kombat has uh, the blood and guts arcade game that triggered uh, congressional hearings and age-level game ratings was inducted Thursday uh, into the World Video Game Hall of Fame along with Colossal Cave Adventure, Super Mario Kart, and the, the ubiquitous Solitaire game built into Microsoft Windows. The 2019, the 2019 inductees were honored for their impacts on video gaming and pop culture, and their popularity over time uh, and across countries. Mortal Kombat quickly raised alarms when it launched in 1992 with critics taking aim at a feature giving players the gory choice or of whether to kill by decapitation an opponent or ripping out their heart. Instead of enriching a child's mind, these games teach a child to enjoy inflicting torture. Uh, Senator Joseph Lieberman, uh, added, uh, Connecticut Democrat, said in 1993 when opening congressional hearings on video game violence that featured scenes from the game. Amid a national conversation about the impact of video, uh, video violence on kids, the industry established the ESA in 1994 to assign parent-friendly uh, parent age ratings to games. Um, so congrats, Mortal Kombat, for getting into the Hall of Fame, as well as those other ones as well. Um, I think what a lot of people, and this is something I've kind of touched on in the past when it comes to gaming in general, um, and it seems to kind of been dying down, but I also think it's because a lot of the people who played games back in the day are now the adults running shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Not enough, not enough, but a lot. Um... (laughs) There's obviously an art to these games, including Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat was never intended to be something that it was a toy for children. It was a fun thing for adults. Full out. Uh, full on, full in, whatever. 
but I played Mortal Kombat at a very um, young age, and uh, uh, not once did I ever think that anything I saw in it was like something I was going to do or and or okay. Um, I always thought as you know what what you would expect in a horror movie kind of thing, um, and I think that's another thing that adults don't realize how smart children actually are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, Mortal Kombat, like I've actually like I've saw I'll, like I will watch people play it. Um, I never played it myself because at the time I was like I think I was like a bit small or was not tall enough to reach the. Um, the buttons and, and sticks. Um, it wasn't like Mortal Kombat 3 I actually sat down and played it. Um, it, uh, it definitely was a fun game. Uh, although, like, during that time when I was playing MK3, like, I, there was definitely some things that scared me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, no, it was a game that I, I think that over time has changed, but also at the same time, that this and Night Trap, like, birthed ESA and, uh, in, very, in, in very many ways, made sure that hey, the game industry should um, like monitor their own games and make sure to rate each one so that parents know what to get their their child. Even though hey, you know, saying that and you know, you'll probably see parents still buy like rated M games for for their kids anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But at mm-hmm. the time, it was a huge deal, and it still is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the spot is definitely deserved. I'm kind of like when I saw this, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of shocked that it wasn't already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, like, there, there was a, there was, I mean, like, I didn't know there was a Hall of Fame to begin with for, uh, for video games in the first place. So when Greg oh, really? and I, yeah, so when Greg <laughs> and I talked about it on the podcast, we we're like, oh, hey, that this is a thing. I'm not surprised, <laughs> but it's you know, hey, it's a thing that it is that exists. Yeah, I mean this this the franchise, you know, it's was so well. I mean, it still is big, but it wasn't as big as it was, you know, when all the hearings were like going on, and you had like everybody knows Mortal Kombat for the most part. Like I could talk to maybe about uh, I'd say like seven out of ten people and be like, hey, like get over here and like they know where that's from <laughs> yeah that's true very true <laughs> you know what i mean did you guys see the clip from a uh recent convention where a guy uh, yes as scorpion and a cop used his megaphone to test yeah <laughs> it was so good oh i love that's it so funny then, like i love it just because the guy's like what i didn't do anything like, what? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean that's that's the, the the that's the reason it deserves to be in the hall of fame is because Everyone knows what the fuck Mortal Kombat is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My parents don't play video games. I could literally say downstairs, like, what's Mortal Kombat? And they would be like, it's a fighting game where you can rip people's spines out. Like, that's what probably they would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's really funny to me that, like, there are people out there that still think the games that deserve to be in, in, in the Video Game Hall of Fame are the ones that, like, somehow inspire children to do something good or like these super artsy fartsy games it's like no fuck that like comedy movies and and horror movies deserve to be in fucking hall of fames just as much as yep yeah i mean it it kind of depends on like i mean like hall of fame it's just like okay what is the impact on on our on like on just everybody as like a whole you know like on a pop 
popular culture. Yeah, like it was one of the stipulations in the um, in the inductees. Like, I had to have made an impact, um, mm -hmm. not just because it was, a good, it was a good game or that people was very popular at the time. Like, it was something that made an impact in, in the industry um, and has uh, even to this day still very popular uh game that people would know and said like you said like you like you said greg you go to your parents and you ask them like what, what mortal Kombat is they they know um and they're i want well, i'm not gonna assume their age but they're 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 up there in age um and so yeah my dad's in his 60s and my mom is just went into her 60s so yeah so yeah uh, but i do i do want to point something else out that uh another reason is that whenever whenever a game Gets made into a film. Usually, the film sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Mortal, Mortal, Mortal Kombat One. That movie. I love that movie. <laughs> like even today, it's so campy and it's so weird. It's still good. A lot better than than the Mario movie that we got. I was so excited when they used that song, the remix version of that song in the oh, new yeah. Mortal Kombat trailer. Oh trailer? my god. Uh, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that has a massive cultural impact. It does. It does. <laughs> and you're right. Like, most of the time, video game movies don't do that well. Um, and when Mortal Kombat came out, like, that movie did pretty well. I mean, well, I think if you looked at it financially, I think that maybe not has been successful as they hoped for. But, like, culturally, it is a it is a, a pretty big staple for MK uh, series, but also just in the video game realm as well mm. uh, i think detective pikachu will change that yeah yeah I, actually good point yeah. good point yeah i'm, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> going to do that movie tomorrow I'm so excited yeah definitely yeah. You, you're a good point yeah detective pikachu is going to be really really good but yeah i mean i would honestly argue people fucking tell me i'm wrong but that's fine i expect that with my next segment uh, <laughs> But uh, I argue that uh, the the Rampage movie was good. It was just I actually haven't seen that. It's I fine. Would, I would argue that it's on par with the Fast and Furious movies. Like it's that it's kind of got that schlocky B movie feel. Yeah, yeah. But it does really fucking well. Like yeah, it's true. It's, it's, it's just kind of a movie you just watch. You turn your brain off and you just kind of just enjoy it for what it is. Exactly. And there are moments in the movie that I think are really clever. Like, um, there's a shot of, uh, I guess you could say Lizzie and George. Yeah. No, it's Ralph and George. My bad. It's the wolf and the ape. Um, but, uh, there's a shot where it shows, uh, George on the side of a building. He reaches into a building and pulls out a person and eats him. Oh, that's yeah. so awesome. And it, like, that, it's that, that fucking like, they, they know the fucking source material. <laughs> yeah. Move for the masses. It's yeah. very campy in that in that aspect, and well, not even you know it's it's like it's like okay you can't there there isn't like a deep lore to to rampage yeah it's <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like get the characters right <laughs> give some nods to the game boom <laughs> yeah <laughs> good to go but again congrats Mortal Kombat for making into the Hall of Fame but. Absolutely. We come to this section of the podcast where one great deed talks about whatever topic is on his mind and uh, why why you people are wrong about it. So I am I am I am super excited for this because I've watched these on YouTube, 
but I haven't actually been a part of one. This wasn't a thing when I was on the podcast regularly. Nope, it has not oh. been. Get it, get it. I would do a, a, um, a uh, Overwatch Minute for, for a while there, and then I started working at a terrible job and was irritated all the time, so I, did, I started doing Why You're Wrong, because the internet would just drive me fucking nuts. And now that I'm not working there, my Why You're Wrongs are a lot less angry, but they're still very much like, fucking stop. <laughs> well, all right strap right. yourself in uh, ramen because okay. you're gonna get a first first look first glance a live uh, a live reaction to uh, why you're wrong with great i'm deeds. so excited all right so over the past few weeks um uh, maybe more than a few weeks i've noticed a specific trend on twitch now Everyone knows about GTA 5 roleplay. And uh, everyone understands what it is. There are a few people who don't and think, oh, it's just a bunch of people dicking around in GTA 5. Why is that popular? Well, it's far fucking more than that. If you take the time out of your busy fucking schedule, clearly, to watch these guys, you'd understand what they're bringing to the table. They're teaching people what improv is. They're teaching people what role play is. They're teaching people um, how to treat others in a game. There's a lot of aspects to GTA 5 role play that is phenomenal. And I'm so happy to see it blow the fuck up on Twitch. Um, one of my favorite streamers named Milton, he plays a character named Kiki. Kiki is, Kiki a is amazing. Okay, I didn't know you watched Milton. That's awesome. Yes, I love. Oh, I love him so good. <laughs> no, I mean you guys can chime in, but uh, but yeah. Okay. Um, but Milton does a uh, does a brilliant thing, and I've watched Milton since like almost two years now. Like my next sub will be eighteen months, even though I've been watching him longer than that because there were months I was out. Like I, he started May uh, uh, two years ago, so he's on his two year anniversary. Um. I started watching him like June. So I've been there almost his entire time on Twitch. But um, one of the th things that Milton does that I find to be fucking awesome is the support he gives to other streamers and not just rating, not just talking about them, but like straight up like, hey, guys, uh, um, if you go and subscribe to this person and you don't enjoy their content, I will refund you yourself. Oh, wow. Like He does shit like that. It's fucking awesome and there's so many other streamers on that platform that do the same shit mm -hmm. and even when there's a little bit of a beef between these role players um it's pretty much squashed immediately only one or two times have i seen actual like problem come from it uh mainly through sheriff eli but you have to think of what this is bringing to the table in terms of entertainment it's teaching younger people what what improv is and how you do improv you can you have to say yes and mm -hmm. if another role player comes up and says hey let's go do this thing you go sure bud and you go do that thing it's teaching people yeah. what role play is where it's about staying in character and not breaking that character to the other people playing 
because that's that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. There are so, so, so many people I've seen on Reddit and Twitter going, I never knew what uh, how to like what this stuff was until I started watching my favorite streamer do it. Um, and I've seen so many other streamers come out of the woodwork just going, this looks awesome and I need to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've- so much so that fucking NoPixel is going to add like a 200 player server, um, which is insanity to me. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I adore it. And if you don't understand it, don't fucking knock it down. Don't sit there and say some stupid arbitrary shit about what you think it is. Because you don't want to take the time to understand it. Mm-hmm. You're just a scared person who can't look outside their own stupid fucking comfort zone of what they think entertainment on Twitch should be. And telling these streamers that they're wasting their time. That downright makes you a fucking idiot. How about that? I I completely agree. (laughs) You are a fucking idiot. (laughs) I I mean, it's just like, well, um, like, especially with uh, Milton, like Kiki, like, she, like, (laughs) well, she, as in like Kiki the character. Yeah, yeah. There's there's always something going on. She's always the one to go in there and be like, okay, let's shake shit up, even though I'm probably going to get arrested. (laughs) <laughs> like she gets arrested like every stream and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean it's it's kind of a like art form in like a way, like you said, like you're comparing yeah. like like um improv, you know, creating stories, right? So like okay, if you can't connect or understand something something like that, then it's just like, are you a person who also doesn't like movies or television shows right. where there's like a narrative that's going on and you have to follow it? You know, also, it's if like watching, if you're watching one of these streamers, and I think you've probably experienced this once or twice, Roman, watching these GTA role players. Yeah. If you're watching the fucking streamer play and they deal with something, don't go to that other streamer's channel and give them shit. That doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. I was yeah. watching I was watching Milton. I was watching Milton play Kiki. He was in the parking lot, one of the parking lots by himself as Kiki. And three characters came up. Three role players came up, and they're doing a thing where they're killing a series of characters or maiming them in a way, because um, you're not forced to fucking perma your character, perma mm-hmm. being, perma being, perma perma killing your character, um, permanently killing. Sorry, uh, and uh, uh, one of the guys named Penta, he used to go by Penta Hearth, he runs up behind Kiki and hits him with a machete. And Milton on stream was just like, I have absolutely no idea what that was about. I don't know why they decided to do that, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it is what it is. Like I'll get the you know EMT over here and or EMS and it'll be fine. Yeah. And uh, uh, I so I went and wa- like I was on Twitter and Penta Hearth or Penta was like, it's it's absurd to me. Like I love doing. He's like I love role playing and whatnot. But the one thing that's shitty about it that's always been shitty about it is dealing with the fucking chat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. what happened? So I went to Penta's stream and I, I like caught up to that point and I watched, it was about five minutes after the situation. He was just inundated with a bunch of people watching Milton because Milton got a huge boost in fucking followership, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Since uh, Markiplier. Yeah. He, he was in Mar- Markiplier's videos, yeah. Right, right. Um, well, he's also interacting with like Summit and a bunch <laughs> of big names people, but like... Yeah. Since he went to well, since he went to no pixel, like I haven't been able to say hi in chat and him notice me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is great for him. Like I'm not, yeah. not that, but he deserves it. He deserves it. Absolutely. Um, well, like I said, he's been like the first thing he ever streamed on Twitch was, was Kiki two years ago oh, um, wow. on state of emergency. And then when that got shut down, he went to the family and now he's on no pixel. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, yeah, right after that situation, like like Penta was just inundated with a bunch of people saying fail RP and that he sucks at RP and that nothing made sense and all this kind of shit. And one of the guys was just like, none of what you did made any sense. It was fail RP and you didn't explain it to the other role player. And he was just like, I'm actually role playing a character doing a thing. And I don't have to fucking explain a goddamn thing to you or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like my character's sticking to what he's doing. And if another role player doesn't understand it, that's the fucking point. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I was like, well, then explain it better. And he was like, I don't fucking have you to. You don't have to. Yeah, it's like you're creating a narrative. And it's like, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, then I'm oh, sorry, you don't. Then fucking leave. Like, yeah, leave. So that's that's where my why you're wrong. Like, when you give these streamers shit for anything, whether it be you think they're wasting their time, they're not talented. You're watching one streamer and you think that another streamer did something bad. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, full on. Rip off your fucking dick and shove it up your ass. Go fuck yourself. These people are miles talented more than you. Mm. And you'll never touch the success that they have. Period. Yeah. I mean, shit. It, I mean, like, I mean, it, it's kind of shit. When, when I got home from, from work, I went on Twitch and top game being streamed. What is it? My new favorite thing is Anthony's reaction shot. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say after you said, it, I was like, and that's why, you, why you're wrong. Great deeds. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God, sorry. I was, I was, I have the stream up over here, and uh, while you were saying that, uh, Roman, I see, I see it switch over to, to to Anthony for a second. He just like had this like. <laughs> just, just, just what I said. Rip off your dick and shove it up your ass. He was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> I am. Uh, I might clip that later for any for a further purpose. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> oh, we'll God. see. Um, but uh, yeah, there you go, Ramen. You got the live, you got a live experience of that. How was that for you? Kind of scary. I think I might need to take a shower. I think I might need to take a shower after this. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, for my titty streamer one. <laughs> oh, God. It was good. It was a good one. Um, is that one on YouTube so I can watch that? It is. Oh, yeah. They're all up on YouTube. They're all up on YouTube. So you can definitely check them out. Uh, so we are coming to that time, the end of the podcast. So before we go, uh, we'll start with Roman. Roman, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, Well, you guys can find me at twitch.tv slash viciousramen7. And then on Twitter by the same name. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Greg, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Geek, and you can argue with me there. Um, that's usually where I'm most active, uh, even though Twitter was irritating the hell out of me yesterday. <laughs> um, uh, it's actually been okay today. It's been all right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if, if you ever disagree with anything I say and you want to have a civil conversation, that's where you can find me, and I will happily have a Twitter conversation with you. Um, I also have a Facebook and an Instagram under the same name, Chub Rock Geek. I have a Twitch channel, Chub Rock Geek. Um, I have a, uh, I have another podcast to do with my buddy Josh Fisher, where we, um, it's called All Cued Up, where we we talk about two shows 
that we watched in their entirety. That is a, a uh, exclusive to, to an internet streaming platform service, uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, what have you. And we give a grade at the end. We give our thoughts and impressions and whatnot. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. But we also have a secondary podcast that we do in between, because that's a bi-weekly podcast. But in between that, we do a show called Uninhibited, where I basically just shoot the shit. And this last this last week, we read off um, ours and our listeners' uh, summer movie wager list. We actually got quite a few. Um, uh, and then the episode before that, which we did reviews, and I'm drawing a blank on what we reviewed, but... Uh, you can also find that on allcuteuppodcast.com. I'm uh, I'm looking up our shit on fucking Twitter because I'm like I don't remember what the fuck we reviewed. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, like I, I I love doing that podcast with him. It's it's uh, that's what it was. It was season three of uh, Santa Clarita Diet and the Donald Glover uh, movie that was on Amazon called uh, Guava Island. Nice. So you check that out. Um, actually, it's really funny about the uh, Santa Clara diet is the episode where we reviewed two things and then talked about what we were going to watch a week later. So in, in between the two weeks that we watch our shows, a week later, um, they announced that Santa Clara diet was canceled. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was the first time we have ever recorded a show where we were talking about a canceled show. Oh, wow. I knew it was canceled, yeah. Well, damn. But, uh, but yeah, definitely definitely go check those out. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at DefectiveNaruto. You can follow the work that we do at MissionStartPodcast.com. Uh, this podcast will go up next week. I've been kind of been lax about it the uh, last uh, one or two episodes. Bear with me. I am in the process of getting these out at the same time. We're going to my costumes for Fanime coming up, so... Uh, there may be a little bit of delay in terms of these episodes coming out on the podcast internet tubes. But if you cannot wait for the full podcast, uh, you can watch the entire stream right here on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash mission underscore start. Or you can watch it on our YouTube channel, which we divide each section up and upload it as its own video uh, throughout the week leading up into the next week's new episode of Mission Star Podcast. So you got multiple ways to listen, watch us, in any way you want to. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, anything else-wise, um, we do have a review of Endgame on our website that did go up. Um, it's it's going to be added some more visual content in, into there instead of that review. Um, but uh, once it's done and uh, revamped, I will let everybody know, like, yes, we did a review on Endgame. So go read it, check it out on our site. Um, so with that being said, thank you all for watching, listening, what have you, uh, and we will see you guys next time. The Goose Elations!